Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. It's, uh, it's another Wednesday night. It's another episode of Open Shutter. And yes, sir. We are all here. Uh, we've got Evans, we've got Kobe, and we've got Paul. Um, hey. Meeks couldn't make it tonight. <laughs> Brian couldn't make it tonight. And uh, a little later on, we actually have a special guest coming on named Laura, a local Toronto model, to uh, to give us her perspective on uh, the topic of tonight's show, which is going mm -hmm. to be how to talk to your models, uh, both yeah. to be respectful and also to get the most out of your, your session with them. So key. Very key, very key, and something that a lot of people don't pay much attention to. So we've got a couple guys here who do a lot of portrait work, and uh, they'll definitely have some good insights for us, I'm sure. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's go around the table quick and do some introductions. Uh, my name is Brian McGowan. I am a Brampton, Ontario-based photographer. Do some video stuff. I've got a YouTube channel. Actually, everybody here has YouTube channels. All their links are on the bottom, so you can go check us out. Yeah, check everybody out. Give them a sub. Give them a like. Comment on their videos. To go from there. That's it for me. Uh, this way for Evans. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Evans. I'm also based in Brampton, Ontario. I'm a portrait and weddings photographer. Uh, but, you know, as a part-time or as uh, for fun, I shoot hey, other stuff. Right? My name is Evans. I'm um, also based in Brampton, Ontario. Yep. Uh, Welcome to the channel. And um, I hope you guys enjoy today's show, as usual. Totally. Is it Kobe's turn? I'll let Kobe go. You just yeah, yeah. <laughs> man. I love your shirt. Yeah. Uh, thanks. I love your shirt. Hi everyone. My name is Kobe Catalyst. I'm a portrait fashion photographer based in Sacramento, California. I've been shooting human beings for five years, <laughs> 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 and uh, throughout the journey, it's been it's been interesting the way I've been able to develop that kind of relationship, talking to models. So today is gonna be fun. Just sharing our experiences. The do's and the don'ts. I love it, man. I love it. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for jumping on again. Um, if this is your first time on the show, um, we do weekly shows on Wednesdays and we rotate our channel. So go check us out. All the details are is in the description. And uh, yeah, if you don't know who I am, my name is Paul, based in Toronto. Uh, my YouTube channel is about like photography and like the journey of and the ups and downs and. Uh, some of it makes sense and some of it doesn't, but it's all fun. And uh, yeah, I also run a, a photography meetup group called Get Out Shoot. We're doing virtual stuff during the stay at home year long lockdown well, on, until end of February, but who knows how long it's gonna go. But we're doing some Zoom virtual meetup stuff. So go check us out at getoutshoot.com. And uh, yeah, I think this week's gonna be really good because um, we've never, I don't think we've ever, ever actually talked about this topic before, like formally. Yeah, you haven't really. That's, I went through the past before I. You went through all our stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. like it's. I think it's important because you don't know what you don't know until you actually have to do it, and then you're like, "Oh, how do I actually do this?" So, I think it's going to be. I think there's going to be some good nuggets of information to how to get more out of your portrait shoot because time is money, as yes. they say. We hope. We hope. We hope you're getting paid. Yeah, we hope. Right? <laughs> we hope you're getting paid. Anyway. <laughs> What do I know? I don't know anything. All right, so I guess we'll uh, we'll just start off with uh, posing and yeah, how you uh, how you communicate posing. And uh, I'd love to hear from uh, Mr. Kobe Catalyst uh, how he poses his models because he gets some some great looks out of his models. Check him oh, out on man. IG. 
<laughs> oh yeah, check him out. Yeah, so on, on all all social media platforms, call me Catalyst. Yes, <laughs> I'm always happy when I say that. I don't know why. <laughs> on the internet. Oh, uh, it's interesting to uh, talking to models, you know, especially in terms of posing, in terms of um, them uh, reconstructing themselves. Mm. Because one thing that most people actually tend to forget is that although they are the subjects of the shoot, they are human beings too. Yeah. And they still have rights. Yes. They have laws that protect them. Mm. So you treating them as objects might be you infringing on their rights. And there are consequences mm. for doing that. Oh God, things are getting deep already, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, okay, let's get into it. Yeah. I know I have a very technical channel. I'm uh, sorry, yeah. guys. I'm not a fun one. I want you to wait up there, up there, and then yeah. <laughs> no, you're you're making a good point though. There are yeah. there are certain boundaries that you just you absolutely do exactly. not cross. Yeah. So with someone uh, who has been an introvert for a long time, I know what it means when it comes to space and boundary, because it might be cool to you that, you know, you hug everyone you come across, but it doesn't mean that everyone behaves the same way. Mm -hmm. So what I always do is during the shoot, especially when they are doing their makeup, that's when I try to form that rapport with the model. And forming the rapport doesn't mean I'm going to ask like, oh, what did you eat today and stuff like that. It's great <laughs> right. to be, oh, how was your day and everything, but I'm going to ask, hey, so what do you think about people touching your hair? Mm -hmm. It's just going to be in a casual conversation. And some of them will go like, especially for the models I, I have shot, most of them had natural hair. So it was a huge question for me. And then they'll go like, I don't like people touching my hair with their dirty hands and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Because you want to gauge something. How much can you go? Yeah, okay. So you're so, kind of probing. You're kind of probing a little bit. Yeah, you're probing without really uh, interrogating. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you keep talking like, for me, like I start from my hair. I go like, oh, I'm trying to grow my hair, but it's so difficult because people keep touching my hair every time. And then they'll go like, yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't like people touching my hair at all. Then you know, okay, that is one. And then you go like, well, sometimes they do, especially when they're hugging me because that's how most people greet me. And then they go like, well, I'm not really a touchy, touchy person. I don't like people right. touching me and all of that. Now, during the shoot, one thing you can do, that's one way of finding out. Another way of finding out how much boundary to give the person is using the camera. So there is a technique that I use, especially for a bit older people, you know, more conservative people. You go close to them with the camera mm -hmm. and then see at what point they start to draw back a little bit. Mm. That's how much space you have. Okay. Then you come back to your normal self and they calm down because they feel like they've shown you how much you can come and you back out out of respect. 
Okay. Now, things like another thing I would say is I know it's a whole lot. It's like, oh, okay. I like it. it's very James Bond, man. Very James Bond. Yeah. Another thing that you have to focus on is how you call certain parts of your body. Don't say, uh, uh, I want you to move your. I don't know if they are going to censor this video. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I, I want you to move your butt. You can't say that. No, no. And you can't say, uh, turn your head this way. And then right. you pull the person's head, or you say, uh, bring your elbow to your neck. Like, <laughs> try as much as possible not to mention parts of their body, because one thing you should be concerned about is you don't want someone to feel insecure about a part mm -hmm. of their body they are already insecure about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, so right. when you tell someone that turn your butt, yeah, so that your butt can look bigger. Mm -hmm. No, it's not gonna fly. You are telling the person the person has a flat. I butt. get that question every day, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. It's a weird question, but yeah. So why not more like, oh, can you bring your leg forward? Now turn your whole body. 90 degrees or towards my arm i normally use my hand to direct okay turn your body this way towards my hand turn your left leg this way always try to move their legs and then the yeah. shoulders and then maybe if it's an elbow you can say oh just hold your waist when they hold your waist you say okay take your hand from your waist and then put it on your other shoulder it's like a dance routine. Exactly. A dance routine. So you make it as subtle as possible. Don't don't pose them in a way that it makes them feel you're trying to compare them to other people. Yeah. Go like, give me a very high fashion. Pose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give right. me a very like. What do you mean by give me a very high fashion pose? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. And so yeah, some yeah, of these things you're shooting won't know what that is. So yeah. And that, those are some of the things. One key pet peeve for most models, and I'm being honest, because most of the people that you actually send on my page, only just a handful are actually professional models. Mm -hmm. Most of them are just people that I know or people I've seen around and go like, oh, I want to have a shoot with you. So you'll be very careful when you're using words like, oh, that's sexy, that's... You know those kind of words time place time and place words yeah that's sexy that's this that's that those vulgar you know connotations here and there it's off so i i don't know yeah and and i think that <laughs> while what you're shooting as well as photographers we have to be cognizant of the fact that um if you end up with certain things that are inappropriate you can get sued mm. right so either you get sued by yourself or your business gets you so you have to try to avoid things that you know is inappropriate nobody have to tell you that this kind of sentence or this kind of language is inappropriate right yeah and one thing i always say it's always a no-no for me to touch the model mm. right i never want to put my hand on the model instead what i would do is 
if I'm having a hard time trying to communicate what I want the model to do, I mimic, I make her mimic me, right? So I try to pose in that same way or that direction that I want her to do so she can see and follow. Uh, the other thing I have learned also is, like Kobe said, to use the hand. So if I want to tilt the hand, I'm going to say, move your hand, uh, your head, maybe tilt it this way, come this way. Mm. And then they follow the directions that you're doing with your hands, your hand movement and your head movement, right? Um, and and then, like, like I said, the key, most important thing for me is don't touch the model. Yeah, that's, that's a definite. Don't yeah. touch them. Don't, don't even lay your hands on it, especially for those of us who do a little bit of a boudoir shoot or like the, the beauty shoots where they are almost half naked. You don't want to get too close to touch to the point where it becomes uncomfortable. Uh -huh. But Brian, one, one thing too that I would prefer we, we start or we continue the conversation from is before the shoot, the communication before the shoot, yeah. because if that communication goes wrong, your shoot is going to go very yes. wrong. I definitely agree. You, you have to have a clear idea of what is going to happen even before the, the shooting starts. Exactly, because I have models who have complained about how photographers uh, communicate with them. Like, hey, love, hey, baby, how are you? Uh, and then, they go like, I hope you are going to come to the studio alone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Really, uh, uh, for the, me, most, most of the- hard for people like us who, who want to do the right thing. Exactly. That kind of behavior yeah. that makes it harder. Mm -hmm. For me, most of the things that happen is when I contact someone, the first thing I ask them is, I hope you will be coming with someone. Right, like a friend. And when they ask, like, okay, okay, why? Then I always go like, oh, it's good to come with someone so that you are not distracted by certain things like a phone call on your phone or if you want to take a BTS for yourself and all of that, your friend or whoever you came with can help you with that. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the day, there is this underlying tone of giving the person that trust that, look, this person actually wants your safety as a priority yeah. so coming with someone shows you are safe there are, there are a lot of people especially for outdoor shoots where they ask that okay so where are we going to have the shoot and then i see you choose a place which is comfortable for you you make you make you make that you make them in control yeah yeah and then when they say they don't know i'll give i'll make sure i give them more than three options yeah to choose from. Yeah. So because I can see Tony, Tony saying that one thing you can do is show examples of the poses on an iPad or phone, which helps with the shoot. Yeah, I've tried that sometimes too, uh, but it's not. Sometimes it's, it's hard. It's good, but sometimes yeah. it's hard because, and also sometimes too, it makes you come across as if you don't know what you're doing. Yes. If you're going to have to show the pose on the phone, right? Uh, it's good and it has this ups and downs um and it all depends on what you're shooting or who you're shooting right uh, yeah. you don't want to come across as someone who doesn't know what they are doing um by just referring to everything on your phone right and so, one thing yeah one thing i would say is that people end up mixing portraits and fashion 
in the sense that they call people for portrait shoots and end up giving them fashion poses. So it makes it difficult for the models as well. So sometimes encouraging someone by saying, oh, this pose, that pose, it puts them in that spot, especially when whoever is in that picture is someone who is well known for how uh, their features are. It puts them in an uncomfortable spot. So try as much as possible to pose them. One technique that I use, uh, and this to Tony, is when I take some pictures of a model to the point and then I see they are beginning to kind of get lost in their discomfort, I tell them, give me five poses. Think of anything you want. Don't think about it for more than two seconds. Just do whatever you want. And I'll, I will move around five times and take the picture. And guess what? Every time we do this, we get some of the best images in it. And after that, they start laughing because some of the poses are so funny. <laughs> and right afterwards, they calm down and then you are able to get them to where they want to get to. Take the pressure off. They, yeah. they become That's comfortable, pressure. right? The pressure, yeah. the pressure is off them um, and, and they are more comfortable. Right? One, one mean, strategy I use personally is I'll take a, a bunch of photos, then I'm showing them the back of the camera. Saying, yeah. this is this is what we're getting. This is how it's looking. Now maybe we can try this, just to change this look to this. Yeah. And if, if they see how they're looking and they, they like how they're looking, it makes them more excited to keep going on too. Instead of thinking, oh, this is gonna be a waste of my time. They see the mm -hmm. photos and they're like, oh, these look good. Mm -hmm. We gotta keep going with this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's tough, it's tough. And <laughs> I, I've, I've actually handed my cameras to models after shoots too and if say to them if there's anything you don't like that shows anything you don't want shown that you're not happy with delete it off my camera right now I don't even want to take it yeah and you know that's the difference between portraits photography and fashion for fashion they are dealing directly with just the producer and creative director so mm -hmm. the model is just doing their professional stuff and they are out of the way but yeah. for portrait, you are bringing out the personality of the person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's more mm -hmm. personal. Yeah. yeah, it's good for the person to have a say in it. Mm -hmm. I treat I treat my models like, look, you are the princess of the day. If you tell me that just 10 pictures are enough and you tell me that you want to rest for five minutes, I will give that to you if it's within our time frame. Mm -hmm. Because once that pressure is up and they start feeling tired, you are getting a personality which is tired. Mm -hmm. yep. If the person's A game is not on that day, postpone it. Mm -hmm. well, if you're doing a portrait like that, you're collaborating on creating an image. Yeah. You need to be working together as a team and not just, not oh, just you. Not, yeah, not just you. It, it's both of you working together to create a final product. Yeah. And and one thing I would say is that um, if you look at my IG, I sometimes shoot uh, younger females, right? Um, Why are you saying younger? Is it because of the gray hair you have? No, I'm just saying <laughs> younger in terms of age, right? Underage, people oh, under the age of 18, I would say, right? Mm -hmm. 
And in all those instances, it's very important that you let them know not to come along. They have to be oh, yeah. there with an adult uh, supervisor who is over 18. Yeah. Right. Uh, sometimes if somebody would think that, why is it all that all these protocols and stuff in place, but it's to protect you and also protect the person you're shooting. Right. You want to avoid any legal issues at all costs. And you also want to make sure that both of you are protected and safe. And uh, so in that instance, too, I, I hand the camera to the girl, but I also hand the camera to the parents. Yeah. So I want to make sure you're comfortable with everything that's here as well. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's all about man management. It's all about how you treat treat the person like a human being. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That's, that's the important thing because it's hard. It's hard, one, for someone to accept you, a stranger, for who you are and say that, okay, I'm willing to stand in front of this person's camera or get to this person's studio or get to this location and have a total stranger take pictures of me. Yeah. If you are not able oh. to exude that kind of confidence in the model, it becomes difficult. And I always say that I always bring, Brian, I always bring the team back to the beginning, which is the initial conversation. Yeah. Because one of the ways that I text models on Instagram is to say, hey, I've gone through your gallery. I love your images there. I would like us to collaborate on a project. It's a TFP, you are going to get the images, you can use them for non-commercial marketing. And then I can also use them for my portfolio. And then sometimes I go further, if the person is professional, I go further and say, however, if this is not what you are interested in, do let me know your day rate. Mm -hmm. Then sometimes they tell me, oh, I like your pictures as well. I would like us to collaborate, let's discuss more. Some of them will also say that, well, at the moment, I'm not looking at TFP, but my day rate is, say, $100 a day. And then I tell them back, all right, so I'll get back to you when I have a need for, for that. Yep. It's as simple as that, as cordial as possible. Get mm -hmm. that out of the way. Let a person know this is what we are going for. If they agree, then you can go further and say, okay, these are the ideas that I have in mind. You can also look for some ideas so that we can shoot. Keep it as professional as you can without being too extremely formal. Yeah, you don't want to be robotic. Yeah, we are human beings. Yeah, I mean, ask the person, how are you doing? It's, there's nothing wrong with how are you doing. But don't ask the person, what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes I do ask though, but that's when after we've um, settled on the shoot and we are trying to determine a concept, right? Yeah. So in a situation where I'm expecting the model to come with her own clothing, I'm going to try to figure out what kind of clothing you're bringing, the colors and stuff. Um, yeah. If, if no, I have to actually, them, right, yeah. I, I, I went with the what are you wearing right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the same message. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing, right? Like, Just, yeah, open communication is, is so yeah. important. 
and, and setting the expectations um, right from the very beginning when you start to communicate, um, making sure that both of you are on the same page um, and, and you understand what the shoot is about, right? The concept, because if you call someone and says we're having a portrait shoot and a person comes there and you want her in lingerie, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> That's not what she agreed to. No, yeah. There's a big disconnect. So you got to make sure that you guys are on the same page as to what yeah. we are shooting, what it's for, where we're going to show it, where I'm going to display it. If you're comfortable with it, let's do it. If you're not, I move on to find somebody else who is. Yeah. Or do something with you that you are comfortable with. Yeah. Or do yeah. something with you that you're comfortable with. So let's let's ask Paul. Let's mm. ask Paul. Since oh, Paul yeah. shoots a lot of cityscapes and landscapes, yeah, let's ask you if you were to if you were to go into shooting, you know, models and portraits. Mm, what yeah. are some of the things that you like us to let you know? To do you ask the questions you ask us the questions, the questions? Yeah. yeah yeah go for it because you do portrait work than any of us so yeah so i want to ask you questions about what am i supposed to be the model <laughs> no just as, as someone who wants to get into to more portrait. Uh, yeah um i don't i don't i'm thinking now i'm putting you on this spot I'm well, I think I think really like I think you really need to have an idea like for the photographer you really need to have an idea of like what's the goal of the shoot like what do you want to get out of it and then you have to relay that to like the model the person the guy or the girl or whatever and then you have to see if there's like a, a, like a connection there so I guess really the question is how do you go about relaying your vision to that person to make sure that they understand your vision and if they agree to that or not. Yeah. Okay, uh, you go first on that one. Yeah. So I, I always say that, especially if you are paying someone for a shoot, if you are paying a model or you, if you want a model for a shoot, you have to first have it in your mind that all you are asking from that person is the person for the person to show up. Okay. Now, well, okay. If you need the person to bring any other thing to the shoot, you are actually begging the person to do so. It's not the model's responsibility to, to provide outfit, makeup. Mm -hmm. That's your that's your responsibility. That's yours. That's you, are, you are just asking that, oh, if you have, do you have this there? So I try to streamline it as much as possible. For instance, if I have a specific kind of outfit that I want, I ask the model first, oh, do you have an outfit like this? If they say no, the yeah. next thing I do is to send them a color palette mm -hmm. and say, do you have outfits within this color range? You can let me know if you have them. If you can't get the outfit yourself, you have to compensate with whatever they are bringing. Mm -hmm. And you have to ask the person, uh, can you do your own makeup? If they say no, you should ask yourself two things. Can you shoot without makeup? Mm -hmm. Or do you have to get someone and collaborate or, and bring on a collaboration as a makeup artist? I used to do most of my shoots without makeup <laughs> for different reasons. 
But then you have to let the person know that, oh, we are in this together. Because once you keep asking, oh, you need to bring a white trousers, you need to bring a white suit, you need to do your makeup, you need to bring six inch heels. The, the next question they are going to ask yeah. you is, well, how much are you going to pay me? We've not discussed payment. Because it's, turn, it's turning in, into a job now. Exactly. Because if, if, if you start saying you need to, you need to, then basically, even if they don't have it, now they, they need have to, to get it. Get yeah. it. Yeah. You're going to have to compensate them to go buy that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we have a, a viewer question here. How much retouching do you do? Do you think a model expects you when you do a show? I, I think for me, that's something one you're going to discuss ahead of time. Again, uh, are these going to be heavily edited, stylized in any way, uh, photographer's discretion, or is someone just looking for a more natural kind of shot? And again, that's something that uh, that you're, you're talking about beforehand when you're planning your shoot. And to Tony's other point there, uh, definitely models will choose photographers to work with based on their retouching as well. Just like photographers yeah. will look for certain looks, yeah. models are going to look for certain looks yeah. as well. It's that everybody wants some benefit out of a collaboration. So if a model can get a look that she wants, she'll be more willing to work with someone who can give her that look. Exactly. Of course. Of course. And so, and so when it's a collaboration, I'm really open. I, I give the models a lot of leeway, a lot of input into what we are doing, uh, what the final look is going to be. When it's a paid shoot, that for example i'm i'm hiring a model for a day because i have a concept in my head that i want to shoot then in that case it's my concept i i'm control how i want to edit it in the final end because at the end of the day i'm paying the model um to bring about my concept right so in that instance the model's input to retouching is very limited when it's a collaboration that we are all both working on to help her with her portfolio whilst helping me with my portfolio then yes it's open for discussion on uh the final look yeah and my my take on this will be if it's a collaboration and this is one trick that i've been using for quite a while if it's a collaboration with a model i make sure that at the end of the day i'm going to provide this model with polaroids so I try to take some pictures before the makeup. Okay. Because what happens is most of the models prefer not to work with certain photographers because they heavily retouch their images. Now, one thing that most photographers don't know is that heavily retouched images are rejected for casting or they are rejected by agencies from their models. Mm. So if, for instance, my kind of retouching, which is different ways, there are some retouching that I, I used to use frequency separation. There are some that I did dodge and bend. There are some that I didn't even retouch at all. But then what if I feel like in this case, I'm going to use frequency separation or I'm going to use Hello. Hi. Or, <laughs> Hi. 
We we're talking about you. No, we weren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so in this case, I'm going to use very huge, you know, heavy retouching, like frequency separation, extensive dodge and paint. I have to make sure that there are some set of images that the model can still use from the shoot right. for their portfolio or for their agency or for casting and stuff like that. If I'm unable to do that, then it means the model was ripped off the whole shoot. They didn't get anything from it. Because heavy retouched images don't sell for models. They don't sell. Welcome, Laura. If, yeah, Welcome Laura up. wants to. Jump <laughs> on this, uh, this show. You're on with us last time. So yeah, yeah, give us a quick 30 second about you, Laura, just so everyone kind of knows who you are. And um. Okay, uh, I'm a model slash artist slash creative spirit uh, from Toronto. Um, I've been modeling and acting and in that industry for over 10 years. Um, I do special effects makeup. I do catalog modeling. I've done Toronto Fashion Week. I've done a very wide, uh, well-rounded range of things um, within this industry. I also do photography too, so yeah. Killer stuff, killer stuff. Yeah, Laura and I have <laughs> a lot, so. Yeah, there's some really good work there. Thank you. Yeah, we've had fun. Yes. <laughs> How are you? We got to do it again this year. Every weekend in October, Laura and I have <laughs> a, a, a workshop. Well, we got plans, we got plans. We can leave our house by then, but yeah. I hope so, got it. <laughs> we have to move Halloween to July, who knows? Hey, I'm down for that too. Yeah, I'm not against that idea. Just do it twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, time. Tony's bangers. Yeah, Tony. Tony was at Tony was at the house. <laughs> was at the Halloween with yeah. us. That was fun. Tony was at the Halloween show, and he got some bangers. Yeah. And Scarecrow was cool. Yeah. It was fun. Yes. So anyway, the reason that I invited Laura to to be on tonight was it just to get the perspective from the other side of the camera. Totally. Just all of us talking about how we like to talk to models, maybe get perspective from a model on how they like to be talked to <laughs> and what's important to them. So yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I guess like for me personally, um, I don't like too much direction. Like if a photographer comes up and goes, well, let's just move your hand like that. I'm like, really? You could have just like said something. Um, I guess I like to be able to have creative flow and to do the things that I want to do um, while taking, uh, I guess, minimal direction from a photographer. Um, I'm not a fan of photographers who are like overly uh, complimentary because um, it can come off a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. a little bit intense sometimes. Um, I, Brian knows he's like I know exactly which stories you're referring to. <laughs> we've, we've we've talked about this. I, yeah, I, I hope you're this. going to share yeah. those stories with us. We love to hear them <laughs> without <laughs> names. Without names, obviously. Um, I had one photographer who just kept complimenting me over and over again, and then it eventually escalated to, "Do you have a boyfriend?" And I was like, "Um, well, I didn't at the time, but I just said, yeah, actually, I'm engaged. Like, I'm." Yeah. I'm set. Uh, <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. Um, 
photographers sometimes will uh people who are i guess obviously the more um this is definitely more in the indie uh photography realm um i've never had anything like this happen at a shoot that was like specifically for a product or specifically for a company um i had a photographer who asked me like he was much older than me and he asked me on a date and i thought he was joking so i laughed and he was like oh no i'm serious and I'm like, oh well, all right. Um, the answer is no. And then he just stopped booking me. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, I guess now I know why I was getting booked for those jobs. Um, overall, it's just, it's good to separate um, those kind of things and to have that boundary. Like I'm all for being friends with photographers. Like me and Brian have formed a really good friendship over the years. Uh, but there's definitely a line that should not be not be crossed in that realm, which I'm sure is super obvious, but you know, it's happened to me enough times that I think that maybe it's not obvious to some people. Um, so, telling me where my lights are is also a very good one. Uh, although I can see the light and you might think I know exactly where the lights are and how they're hitting me. I don't. So sometimes Brian will be like, FYI, Laura, light right there. Like you don't see this giant thing. And I'll be like, Oh, okay. Right. All right. Look this way. I understand. Um, so that's always a good one. Uh, and I think if like your, your hair is messed up or if like the clothes look weird, like always pointed out to the model, they're not going to be like embarrassed to be like, oh, this like awkward piece of hair that's like flying all over the place. I will just like fix that. Um, yeah. How about people touching your hair? Ah, <laughs> uh, not a fan, but like if it's necessary, like it, it's okay. Like I, I'm sure Brian has touched my hair with like crazy makeups that we've done where I've been like, I physically can't move. Can you do it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, definitely is something that happens um usually it's a makeup artist or stylist who jumps in and is like fixing my hair which is totally cool um and the I, I don't mind if the photographer does it as long as they say they're doing it ahead of time <laughs> otherwise i'm like what are you touching um <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, i think there, there's certain merit to the fact of like with you and i just the number of times we've worked together yeah i can't even count it at this point <laughs> so so you develop a friendship and an understanding of how yeah. things go. Yeah. It's a good rhythm. You know, you know, yeah. Comfort level with the person, right? Because they've been shooting yeah. together for a long time. So it gets to the point where the comfort level is there. And so you know this person is not going to try anything silly, right? Uh, and I get your point about for something is being creepy. Sketchy places in the middle of the night. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely. There's so many of them out there who just pick up the camera because they think a camera is gonna get them closer to girls, yeah. right? And so they go out there being creepy and ruining uh, things for everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The other one that I get a lot is uh, photographers complaining that I have a rate. Um, they uh, really? basically they say like, "Oh, we want to shoot whatever," and then they get mad. And then when I say, "Okay, my rate is whatever an hour," they go, "What? Are you serious?" I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a job. It's like what I do for a living. Um, and to answer Ryan's question here, uh, Laura, do you like to have music during a photo shoot? I like the 1975. I think th that's really Zen okay. music. That's kind of friendly and poppy. Uh, what helps you get in the mood and comfortable for a shoot? Um, I think that cause I've done it so long, I don't really need to, um, like get in a zone. I just can like turn it on and off like a switch. Uh, some of my model friends though, they have like a process that they go through before a shoot. They'll like give them like a, themselves like a spa day or something. Um, they like do their nails, their hair, they relax in the tub and then they like play some music and like get in their zone that they want to be in. Um, I think it just depends who you are. Uh, for me, like something that I like, um, 
especially on shoots where it's like catalogy or for a specific product, I guess more commercial stuff. If the photographer is like, oh, let's have fun for like 15 minutes before we actually start shooting this catalog thing. Uh, if I haven't shot with them before, cause it builds a good uh, repertoire between the photographer and the model. And it also sets like a really nice, like, okay, this is a fun, fun setup. It's not all gonna be like super professional and like we can delete photos, we can do crazy things. And it just makes you wanna be more creative as well. Gets in that flow. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Good question, Ryan. Good question, Ryan. <laughs> Keep them coming. If you guys have questions for Laura. Is that the friend of yours that wanted the link? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so guys, don't, don't forget. The comments are there for you. If you have any questions. Yeah, please. Any of us or Laura in particular, leave them all down there. and We can all read it through and, and get some answers for you. Yeah, for sure. So what, Laura? Go ahead, Kobe. Go ahead, Kobe. No, I was saying that whilst you're on it, they shouldn't forget to hit the thumbs up. Yeah, hit the thumbs up. Yeah. Hit the thumbs up. Yeah. Laura's key is linked in the bottom too, just in case you want to check. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. No, I was just gonna ask, like, what makes Brian so 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 good to work with besides the obvious stuff? Like, what is it just like a natural flow? Like, what was like at the, I guess at the start, what 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 made it so good? Um, I think at the start, we were both kind of new to it. Um, I reached out to Brian because I thought he was somebody else who someone had recommended to me to do headshots. <laughs> I was on Facebook. I was like, hey, you're a photographer. You do headshots. And he was like, uh, yeah, okay. Um, and then it turned out it wasn't the right Brian. But, you know, wrong uh -huh. Brian McGowan. But <laughs> that's all oh, right. It worked out. You had the wrong um, Brian? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seven years ago now, I guess. It was a long time ago, yeah. You got the um, wrong time for a headshot. Yeah, but it's okay. I mean, they were good. I used them. So, <laughs> um, and I guess we just sort of, I guess, grew together in the right way. Like our, our skill set both grew kind of at the same right. time. And right. he is very, um, I guess, good at things that I respect. Like he's very good at lighting and lighting my face in the way I like to see it. Um, mm -hmm. but aside from that, he also is open to like giving me some creative direction on stuff. Like if I have something I want to shoot, I go to Brian before I even put it out there. I'll just be like, Hey, I have this crazy idea. Do you want to do it? And like pretty much every time he says yes, um, fuels my, fuels my special effects makeup hobby for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. That, does it take you to the abandoned places? <laughs> I, we've been to a few. We've been to a few. Some banger photos, man. Yeah. There's some banger photos there. We have I, I just like the uh, actually even the last shot you guys did in the water. Oh, man, I was telling Brian that you were a trooper because in, in the water in the cold water in December, man. Brian has a history of making me do crazy things, so I like half jokingly was like, you know what would be really cool is if I got in the water in the middle of December, and he was like, if you want to, you can, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it. Polar bear dip, let's go. Yep. Yeah. All yeah. my idea, it was he was did not force me in any way. Um, how how cold? I was actually going to be how nice cold. to you that day. I know you told me, uh, but I changed my mind on that. I, I decided to go in myself. Um, yeah, it was really it cold. I couldn't feel my feet after. I think I only lasted maybe a few few minutes, maybe not even a minute. It was. I think I got ten frames, and then you were out of the water. Yeah. Were you on, were you on burst mode, Brian? <laughs> no, no. All right. Yes, I said question. Um, what is one way? that a photographer will be able to reach you on IG for mm. a TFP that you would accept? Um, 
And it has to be a concept that's going to blow my mind um, because I do this as like a job. It's not just a hobby. Um, it has to really resonate with me and really be something that I want to do. Um, and the photographer also has to be at a caliber that I feel is at my caliber of modeling. Like I don't want to show up to a shoot and have to teach the photographer how to do their job and vice versa. As a photographer, I hate when I have to teach my model how to do their job. Um, so I want to get the impression that it's going to be a really solid flow without having to, I guess, put in a lot of time and effort um, to get the photographer where I want them to be, if that makes sense. Like I know that yeah. chart's been floating around. The, like If you're a beginner, you pay this person, you pay that person. If you're advanced, you use TFP with this person, this person pays you. I think that chart is very good. Um, I think every photographer and model in Toronto has seen it at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that photo of you in the water. That one yeah. Wow. That's okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense because you don't want to spend extra time doing someone's like someone else's job too. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So really, like, re research the person that you want to contact. Yeah. Or you're gonna say, hey, you want to do this? Like, you need to understand yeah. like, who you're talking to. I accept very few TFPs. I think that they they need to be able to add to my portfolio in a way that has not already been um, put in. Uh, so because I've been doing this for so long, my portfolio is quite diverse and quite big and extensive. So it's gotta be something really cool. Yeah. yeah. I think you've really said an important thing there, which is uh, when someone is looking for a model to shoot, one thing to look out for especially is to go through their gallery and then see how best that concept can fit into their portfolio. Yeah. Not something they've already done, but something you think can add yeah. value to it. I think that's that's a valid point. A I'm point. writing it down. I've, 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 I've already written it down. <laughs> so I have a question here from Ryan. Uh, he wants to says I see you do a lot of nature photography, but also modeling. How do you choose what subject matter you want to shoot? I shoot everything. You can actually, <laughs> I, just, I just take a lot of photos of a lot of different things. I, Brian I, likes to shoot light. I think that's what your subject matter actually is. At mm -hmm. the end of the day, I think you're taking pictures of light and how light reflects off things. Whether it's a model or a cup in an abandoned building, it's that's what you're taking the photo of. That's a mission statement. Does. Yeah. <laughs> that's a mission statement, write that down. Or yeah. just summed up my style right there. Yeah. <laughs> and Laura, do you think it's, it's bad for a photographer to say, look, I have this concept, I'm looking for this kind of model and I think you would be a fit for it. Uh, why right would that from be? The -go. So you would you wouldn't be a good fit, or you would be a good fit? No, you would be like that's the first conversation. Like, hi, I have this concept. That's the DM. That's the DM. Yeah. Oh, it's a DM. DM. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. well, yeah, because it's clear and it's quick and right to the point. Um, and they're not paying you. It's a TFP. It depends then on all the other things that I said. Depends on the concept. Depends on the photographer, the skill set. Um, if they said specifically like, oh, we like your look. We want someone like you. And it wasn't something I was interested in. Um, I know a lot of models, so I'd probably actually recommend someone else um, to do it as well. That, so that then they get what they're looking for. Um, yeah. And they can still do their, their shoot if it's not something I'm interested in. 
do you prefer it that way or you prefer the other way where they go like, oh, hi, I like your work, I like your page, I have a concept, if you are down for it, we can discuss further. Um, Which one do you prefer? As a photographer, I prefer the second one just because I never want to divulge everything to somebody who I might not be working with. Um, but probably as a model, I prefer the first way just because it's it's to the point and I can decide right away if it's something that I want to do or not. Um, and like uh, the flattery is great, but I think that if you just go and like a bunch of photos, I'll get the same same impression. <laughs> uh, so Laura, do you go out and contact certain photographers you want to work with, or are you strictly working with photographers that contact you? Um, it's rare that I'll contact anyone anymore. I definitely used to. Um, I'd say probably in the last three or four years, I've kind of stopped. Um, and I think it's mostly because I've pretty much just doing paid work and it's kind of awkward to contact a photographer and be like hey i would like to work with you please pay me yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there, there's there's always a few like there there was one photographer that i reached out to who was doing um some really cool compositing stuff in photoshop and i was like hey i like your work we should work together and he was like great what's your rate i was like oh okay excellent all right that worked out very well for me um <laughs> But it's, it's rare that I will reach out, yeah. That's at this point in your career, yeah. right? Yeah. But if it was the early stages, you would- Yeah, of course. Early stages, I was reaching out to lots of people. Yeah, so, that, so that's why I always tell people that if, if you're starting out, uh, your best bet is also look for models that are starting out. Because yeah. just like uh, Laura was saying that she grew skill sets with Brian, you get to have that same kind of experience where you can potentially find someone who's also beginning and by you helping them build their portfolio you guys develop together and build some kind of bond right uh but like she said also i mean if you're going to message someone um, a model on instagram um it's important to have an idea in mind already right you don't just go and message someone and says oh let's do a shoot and then he asks what do you want to shoot uh, and you don't know what you want to yeah right? Yeah, like, Laura, how does that feel like when someone contacts you, oh, we should work together, and they go like, okay, what concept do you have in mind? And then they go like, well, I don't know, we can figure something out. Uh, usually um, I say like, well, you're, you, you're like, you're the one who messaged me, so I want to make sure that as you're paying me, I fulfill what you're, what you're looking for. And if they really don't have a concept, then I will try to help them come up with one. Um, like if they say, oh, I want to just do like headshots, be like, okay, well, we can do some cool headshots, maybe like props. Um, I'll try to add to, I guess, what their portfolio needs are and why they're reaching out in the first place. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> but then doesn't that throw red flags to you? Like a um, photographer wants to work with me, but has no concept. Well, if it's a paid job, I don't really care that much. Um, I usually scout my people before I go, if it's someone I haven't worked with before to make sure I'm safe. Um, I'll sometimes message other models they have worked with just to confirm that like everything went as planned. Uh, they were like on time. They didn't do anything that uh, violated any boundaries, stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, as long as it's paid, if they don't know what they're doing, that's okay. <laughs> uh, it just means that it's, yeah. yeah, it just means that it's practice for them and, and probably something they can learn from as well, which I think is a good thing. Wow. That's an, you're a good poser too. So you're good for, for beginning photographers to work with. Thanks. <laughs> we are learning. I hope Paul, Paul, you are learning. You stop I'm, 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 I'm ready. taking pictures I'm ready. of buildings. Okay. Buildings don't complain. I'm going to be DMing Laura right after this show. So I think things are going <laughs> <Amazing. well. laughs> 
So um, Laura, he's a beginning uh, portrait photographer, so he charge him higher. Right. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Laura, do you like? Do you have any work planned this year, or is it just on hold because of COVID? Um, a lot of it is on hold because of COVID. Um, I'm just doing like the odd thing here and there. Um, Pre-lockdown, there was stuff that was planned for sure that's been more uh, postponed. Um, I was supposed to go to New York for Fashion Week, but like, I don't oh. think that's going to happen. Uh, are usually paid at the beginning or end of shoot. Do photographers ever tip? What if it goes overtime? Okay, photographers, in my experience, have never tipped. If it goes overtime, um, I'm not going to be a horrible person about it. Uh, if it's like 20 minutes, I just kind of fluff it off. Um, and if it's generally, I ask for an e-transfer. Uh, if it's someone I haven't worked with before, I ask for it at the beginning of the shoot. Uh, if it's cash, I just ask to see that they have the cash. Um, I had one experience where uh, they told me it was paid and then they were like, oh, I have to go to the bank to get it at the end of the shoot. And I was like, okay. So I went to the bank and I got the money, but I spent like 20 minutes at the bank with this guy <laughs> getting my money for my shoot. So I just, I sent, I send a message and just say, if you're paying in cash, um, I want to see that you have it. When we start shooting, uh, you don't have to physically put it in my hand if you're not comfortable with that. Uh, but yeah. Hmm. Weird. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's a tough call for that one. Uh, I normally, I normally at least pay a deposit to win the trust of the person mm -hmm. to get the person into the studio or the location. Yeah. Then, um, right after the shoot, I give the person the rest. That's a good idea. I like that yeah. method for sure. If I've worked with you before, I I normally pay um, upfront. Yeah. Even sometimes days before because. You don't know what the person, you know, wants to do with the cash. I prefer yeah. to give people, you know, headroom mm -hmm. to, to do stuff on their own without me constraining them much. Yeah, so it's definitely a good way. I like that way. I haven't had that happen yet, but I, I enjoy that that idea. Brian, you don't pay her up front? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to discuss our pay. Okay, <laughs> Oh, that's Don't mind me. I'm just <laughs> with Brian. <laughs> yeah, confidential guys. Yeah. Top secret yeah. X file type stuff. NDA. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Thanks for covering all my questions, Ryan. Have a great night. Thanks for running the stream. We're not done yet, Ryan. Hey guys, don't forget subscribe to Brian's channel. Right, we're trying to get Brian up to yeah, yeah, yeah. fifty. By the end yeah. of the month. Yeah. Yeah. Right, hurry up. Catch up with me. What are you know, doing? Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're more niche than I am, though. So, like, I'm, yeah. I'm all over the place. No, I, I, love, I love your videos. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I watch your videos more than I watch Paul's videos. You are. <laughs> because you're normally in Paul's videos. <laughs> Oh man, right through my heart, man. Right through my heart. We're, we're always all in pause videos. You know? my videos. I was always in pause videos. I was talking nonsense by myself. I look like a crazy person. <laughs> so, Laura, uh, let, let me just ask this will probably be the roundup situation here. Uh, when you are shooting on a commercial gig, <laughs> has there ever been a time where the photographer doesn't even communicate with you. You are only communicating with the creative director or just the makeup. Um, yeah, I had it happen more than once, but the one that like sticks out was um, 
I did a thing for uh, Pan Am Games, um, and that was mostly just, sorry, my cat's just like in the background here with her tail. Um, that was mostly uh, just communicating with a creative director and makeup artist. Um, there was not a lot of communication with the photographer. Um, and I think that in that instance, because it was such a commercial thing, um, it was more the photographer's job was the lighting setup and getting that um, really technically done well. And then the creative director kind of took over from there. But usually it's photographer, makeup artist, stylist, everyone gets um, to say what they want to say and direct in a way that they want to, especially in a situation um, like TFP stuff, because uh, everyone's looking for something else. And um, what I'm looking for might not be what the designer wants to see or maybe the makeup artist wants more headshots. So I think it's good that everybody is vocal and communicative and does get what they want out of shoots. Okay, and just a follow-up question to that. If let's say it's a TFP or a collaboration, which way would you prefer the communication to be? Would you guys want to discuss everything, all the details before the shoot day? Or you would like to do a run and gun kind of scenario whilst you guys figure out whilst you're shooting? Ah, <laughs> uh, it depends who it is. Uh, with Brian, I know we we can run and gun it. We can we've done shoots in like ten minutes or less. Um, so at this point, Brian doesn't count anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't really done a lot of uh, TFPs in a while. I guess maybe. Maybe the last ones that I've done sort of towards the end of my, my TFP reign or probably um, like general concepts. It wasn't like details. It would be like, okay, we're going to do like this 1920 style, whatever. Um, you're bringing this. I'm bringing this. We'll like figure something out when we get there. Um, I think that if you're going to do a TFP and you feel you need every single detail of the shoot, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Um, I think there has to be some trust both ways in the photographer and in the model. Um, like if you want to make a mood board with like a few poses or general ideas, that's cool. But if they're literally there with like a catalog and going, do this pose, this pose, this mm. pose, um, that's really, really annoying. <laughs> so, yeah. We got a question from Tony here for you, Laura. Uh, Laura with SPFX Makeup. I hear some models don't like doing those shoots because you never get to see their true face as a model. How do you feel about that? Um, well, actually, I have a reason that I like to model my own special effects makeup, and that is because I don't actually trust um, other models to become the character I want them to be. I actually think it's harder uh, when you can't see a face and you have to use very either very subtle expressions or body language to convey a character. And I think that's a lot harder than being able to show everything up here. Um, I think I've done a lot of special effects shoots with Brian, and I think we've, we've got a good flow going for those. Um, and also, it's my special effects makeup. So obviously, I, I want to like have that be, be seen, and I don't really care if it's my face or not. Um, I think part of being a model is you have to spend so much time being beautiful that sometimes it's just kind of fun to be like ugly. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, from, from a photography point of view, I love shooting the special effects. Yeah, I think I think we gotta hire Laura, Laura to do um, a, a concept, one 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 crazy concept. That one we don't know. We just show up and shoot. You you plan the whole idea. We'll talk about that later. And <laughs> you plan what you create. We just show up and shoot. Just to <laughs> add on to Tony's question and Laura's response, to be very honest, most professional models 
really don't like doing special effects makeup shoots. They don't because they don't feel like it fits into their portfolio on a very large scale. Uh, I think if they want to do like acting, I think that it would actually be very yeah, helpful. Yeah, so it's kind of it's yeah. kind of niched in a way. Yeah. But then most people who don't want to be that niche, especially at the beginning stages of their career. So mm -hmm. it's quite quite difficult getting I them. I think it would be a good thing to have, even if it's not part of your like official portfolio that you send out to casting directors, even if it's just something you throw up on Instagram to show that you've got some like diversity is always a good thing and that you're willing to try things that are not within your niche is always a plus. I think if I'm going to hire a model and they're like, I was willing to, you know, dress up as like this crazy zombie and get into the river in like the middle of January and <laughs> do this insane thing that I'm like, okay, so this person is going to be willing to try whatever crazy idea I want to, I want to throw out there and we're probably going to get something really creative and really cool. Yeah. I have a really brilliant question, Laura. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Um, I like the... Hmm. I think I like episode six, so the third one that came out with the Ewoks. Interesting. Yeah, they're super cute. Cool. I love that photo of, the, of you in the, the uh, Star Wars poster that you posted on, on IG. Thanks, super thanks. Cool. I don't know, Brian, if you can show that real quick. Uh, no. IG? My, my computer's locked up, actually. I can't do anything. Alas. Alas. It's really good. Anyway, well, you can't do anything, right? Which means we are, we are going all night with this <laughs> live day. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the live yeah, will last forever. Unless you take control, I'll delete at this point. <laughs> we're, we're just going to go all night. Let's, let's That's try okay. and set a live broadcast record here. Let's do it. Well, that's yeah. We're, you're you're going to get your 4,000 hours in one night. <laughs> yeah. Is that possible? So Laura, just I know I'm, I'm I don't know why I'm the one asking all the questions. Maybe because okay. I'm in California and <laughs> you guys are Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> they are too nice. We're trying, we're trying, man. Yeah. So was there a shoot? Let me see. Can you recount a shoot that you really enjoyed and why you enjoyed that shoot? Apart from a shoot with Brian. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if we eliminate Brian, I really enjoyed the Star Wars shoot that um, Paul mentioned. Um, that was really fun because uh, it was pretty much all done in compositing afterwards. So my like inner film major, I guess, got really nostalgic over it. Um, like I was holding a lens cap and pretending it was a lightsaber and like running around the beaches of Toronto, um, <laughs> which was just really fun. Uh, and. I did one thing, another thing actually for Pan Am Games, which is where I had a flag painted on my face, an American flag, and I was like Face of America for Pan Am. That one was really cool uh, just because I liked talking to the makeup artist. I asked her like probably more questions than a model should ask a makeup artist. I was just hyper curious about how she got into the industry, how she got her job. And this is before I started doing special effects makeup. And she had mentioned that like, oh, she had done like work on like different movies and different sets. So I was super curious because I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah, I'd say those are maybe my top two outside of Brian and our adventures to abandoned places. Yeah, now, let me ask you a thesis question. There's a thesis question. Uh, my question is, you are, you, you are a model and then you are a photographer. Mm -hmm. When you look at the mindset, 
of a model and the mindset of a, of a photographer, what can you say is the difference between the two mindsets? Um, hmm. I guess the, the photographer is generally the person with the vision and the dream, and the model is helping make that vision and dream become a reality. So the model is more of, a, I guess, an aid into constructing someone else's dream, whereas the photographer is holding the concept and holding the, the creative ability. The photographer also has to be willing to work in post. They actually spend a lot more time with the images than the model does. Um, and I think that takes a lot more dedication. Like for me, when I take photos, I get to a point where I'm in editing and I'm going, it's not exactly what I want, but it's good enough. And I just am done with it. Um, whereas I think if I had a better photographer mindset, I would sit there for two hours and get it to be exactly how I'd want it to be. And I think that's probably why um, I do more modeling work than photography work, uh, because I don't have the same creative dedication that I think a photographer would have. So you would say that um, the mindset of the photographer should always be at all times knowing that they own the shoot. Yeah. And so. then the output, because their yeah. model's mindset is that they are there to do the part of the modeling yes. to make sure that dream comes true. Yeah. But whatever is going on on that shoot is on the photographer. Mm -hmm. I think so, so. They shouldn't lose that. Yeah. When they lose that. I think when they lose that, and I've had it happen on several shoots, it just is the a sign of someone who is a new photographer, and they don't really know what they're doing, and they don't really know what they want yet. Great. There is a question here for Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony has yeah. Maybe I should just read it out for you. Oh, I think we already did this one. Which models out there have influenced you? Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. I think I think Brian's yeah, different one. Frozen, so oh, yeah, Brian's my frozen. computer's frozen. Oh, okay, uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm hanging on so that the broadcast keeps going and then That's I have right. to oh, well, do I'm a sure control of the lead here. So Okay, so what, sorry, what is the question? Which, which, which models out there have influenced you, asked by Tony? Uh, probably Coco Rocha is my most um, influenced, I guess. I've been most influenced by her. I think she's really creative with her posing. She has a dance background, um, which definitely aids in um, her creativity and her poses. Um, I've seen videos of her where they just, they, the photographer just sits there and like holds it on like rapid fire and she just goes and does her thing, which is super cool. Um, Side note: She liked one of the photos we did together she too. Did. Really? She did. Yes, really? I've actually I've actually had contact with her for a little while. Um, she runs a model boot camp type thing, so we've been discussing some like business ideas, um, things like that. So, Great. yeah, super cool. super cool, awesome. I'm I'm coming to Toronto soon. You gotta come up, man. Yeah, <laughs> come say hi. Come up yeah. now. The, the, the border. I just followed you on IG, by the way. I love your work. Your work uh, thank you. Cool. I followed back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to Toronto because I need to come see Paul before Paul sees me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's great. <laughs> it's great. The door is open, man. Everything is fine here. Yeah. You, you and yeah. Mix got to come. We got to have one um, open shadow show where we are all in the same yeah. space. Yeah. That would yeah. be great. You know? That would be that would awesome. Not, great. That will be our last show. <laughs> <laughs> the grand finale. Yeah. I'll bring the fireworks. Yep. That's it. Yep. So should we wrap this up? So you can <laughs> <laughs> <once your> computer. <laughs> yeah, because I can't do anything right now. So. Oh man. Yeah. Now Evans is gone. 
Oh, we lost Evans all of a sudden. We lost Evans too. Maybe his computer crashed too. <laughs> um, cool. Anyway, thanks so much, Laura, for taking the time and coming on and answering our silly questions. And uh, I think uh, I think uh, I think people got something out of it. And uh, yeah, it just goes to show you that there's a lot of things that go into a portrait shoot. And uh, you know, hopefully, this helped you in your next portrait shoot, so you can get the most out of it for both you and your model. So. Go subscribe to Brian so, <laughs> also. And go follow Laura, Laura underscore alien. Follow everybody. Her princess. Yeah. Also follow yeah. Laura, thank you so much. Thank no you problem. so much for coming on board. It's It's been excellent. Right now, you've really increased my rep when it comes to Paul, because now yeah. he respects what I do. I respect <laughs> yeah. it, it, It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for jumping on and answering all my thesis questions. That's okay, they're good questions, guys, good questions. Yeah, and Brian, thank you so much for the lighting effect you have going on there, I, I love it. Very dark and moody. Yeah, yeah. Evans can't get back in because Brian's screen is perfect. <laughs> the same. I can't even hear you guys anymore. I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, so. we can hear you. Okay, so this, this is last. Okay. I don't even know if you can hear me. Thanks, everyone. And, the end. All right. I'm see you next oh, I can so hear you again. Good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace. I can hear you again. Yay. All right. <laughs> That's fun. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Nice. Are you guys still there? Yes. Did you end it? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I have to close Chrome. So I'll chat with you guys in a, in uh, okay. after. All right, okay. take care, guys. Mm -hmm. I have to close Chrome. So I'll chat with you guys in, in uh, okay. after. All right, take care, guys.